0: All right, so I'm going to try to make one recording work with this and try to be sure I'm not sniffing, you know, with the corona going around. You know, I've been having um, a few issues when gathering at large groups of people. <laughs> so today, um, I want to speak very carefully. Again, I don't want to offend anyone, but uh, I had a friend of mine tell me that You need to just tell your story. Unfortunately, I can't just do that. Without going into all these other issues and perceptions, the story wouldn't make any sense, regardless of whether you're black or or anything else. So today I wanna cover a a few topics. Uh, One is labels. And another one is what we call Uncle Tom's. So let's start with labels first. I think almost from the moment we're born, we are given some type of label. Some of them are natural. Um, you're so-and-so's daughter or so-and-so's son. Um, you're in school, you're an elementary student or a high schooler, or a college student. When you get older, uh, you become an employee of so-and-so. You may develop certain skills which label you as, for example, an accountant, an attorney, a doctor, whatever it is you've chosen uh, for your career path. These are labels. As a black woman in America, those weren't the only labels that they put on me. I don't know, last time you went on an interview or went to a doctor, have you ever wondered what they're scribbling on their computer, what they're writing on their tablet, the notes they're taking? I don't know how old I was before I started to question what are you writing down when they're taking your family history down, for example, in a medical environment? You know, I tell them that they ask you, or you tell them that, uh, you know, what things have affected your family, how old they are, uh, things in that order, you know, for medical purposes. With the assumption, of course, that if someone in your family had something, there's always that high potential that you might have it also, or that it's a genetic tendency. I don't believe that's necessarily true. Not really. Uh, Not just because medications and and lifestyles have changed, but even though we may be a part of something, have that label as so-and-so's daughter or son, I don't believe that label dictates who you are are. So let's go into more specific derogatory labels that America has imposed on the black person. Now, I want to be very specific about that because in in my next podcast, I'm going to go a little bit more into detail about that definition, black person. As I said before, America is very specific on who they consider black. But let's go with the assumption that you are considered a black person. Uh, As a black person in America, they put a number of labels on us. Now, let me start when I was younger, which is actually sort of humorous, actually, if not funny. Um... I remember as a little girl, my mother used to make um, what she called colored greens. She would put uh, sea kelp in them and some type of, of 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 some type of meat. I think it was bacon or something in there. And I enjoyed them. They taste good. When I grew older, uh, I came to the understanding that that was supposed to be a quote-unquote traditional labeled black food, like watermelon. Now, I have to tell you, personally, I have never cared for watermelon. I'm sort of like an anal retentive, clean person, and the slobber of eating watermelon has never appealed to me. So, I had tended to stay away from it and I didn't like the seeds. So, as a younger person, my melon quote unquote of choice was honeydew or cassava, preferably cassava. Cantaloupe, eh, not so much. The taste to me wasn't very appealing. But then again, like I said before, and I'm going to say it maybe a million times, there are almost 8 billion of us and we all have different taste. I'm so grateful for that. Uh, I pointed it out to a friend of mine that wouldn't that be terrible if every one of us all wanted watermelon or every one of us only ate cassava or cantaloupe. Can you imagine the shortages of these items? we would probably never even get to eat them. So let me let me get back to the point. The point was that when I found out that it was a labeled, and I mean by label again, a uh, stereotypic food that was assigned as a label for black people, I was like, what? Uh, I don't even like that, first of all. So... I will be sure that I don't eat it just to be contrary to a stereotype that someone has imposed on me based on my race. I was quite annoyed. So henceforth, from a child to a very, very old adult, I never touched watermelon, of course, because it had that stereotype attached to it. I'm not feeding into someone else's label, I said. Of course, we, we didn't eat meat anyway, so the pork stereotype was like, really? There were a few other stereotypes that, uh, especially after I had children, that they kept trying to put on me, that I was supposed to have gone on the social system because that's what the label of being black in the ingredients encompassed. You have children. You're supposed to be out there, you know, looking for help. And I'm like, no, thank you. That song I was brought up on in my family was God Bless the Child Who Has His Own, Independence, so on and so forth, and they hated me for that. America, and I'm talking about America like it's an individual. It is a giant conglomerate of how should I say we, we we call them authority figures under the cloak of political control that implements attitudes and behavior to the general population so let me let me clarify on that a little bit more so at some point in time uh, and let's go back to the uh, definition of black. Let's go back to that. At some point in time, there was a law passed or a number of laws in different states that defined black for America. I briefly touched on it earlier. It was uh, whether your family consisted of a certain percentage of black. And then uh, I heard about the one where, depending on who your father was, that is what you are, because you know that male thing. All these different variations of these rules and raw, I'm sorry, these rules and regulations that America imposed on its society were done strictly to make sure that people were labeled properly. Very important point. Just like uh, when you go to the store and you're trying to buy a box of crackers, and instead of being regular crackers, it's, I don't know, green tofu smashed into crackers, but they don't tell you that. It just says crackers, right? Labels to this country are very important. In fact, I don't want to be prejudiced about how America behaves, but labels traditionally throughout the world have been an important tool for control. Eight billion people, that's a lot of control. Think about it. From a supervisory standpoint, you have to be able to Understand who you're dealing with, right? Hopefully. So that when you approach or address a certain group of people, those labels are supposed to give you some level of understanding who you're talking to and who, more importantly, you are attempting to control. When we were younger and as we grew older, part of that labeling put us into different groups. So not only did we, you know, by the time we grew up, have a career as an accountant, a doctor, a lawyer, whatever you chose, we also went into subgroups just like we did when we were in school. We are supposed to be in subgroups. You know, you're supposed to be the techie, the goth, uh, the musician, the artist, the thespian, uh, whatever group that they labeled you with. You had to belong to something. You had to be a part of something somewhere. And if you weren't, well you're were a problem. You were a problem. When you grew up it's the same thing. you part of your work environment, family person, your mother, your father, you may go to church, maybe a, a Baptist, a Subday at Venice, a Jehovah Witness, a Catholic, you know, a Protestant, whatever religion you chose, you're still labeled. And then we went into politics. Are you a Democrat or a Republican or a blah 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 blah, whatever? Every single living human being has to have some type of label according to civilization, period. So then along comes those that don't want to be labeled. And even worse, even better yet, those like myself who don't want to adhere to derogatory labeling. Well, let's emphasize what derogatory is. The N-word. That's derogatory. And if you're not black, you should never at any point in your life, while singing along with a song, or addressing yourself, or talking about your best friend, ever Use that word. And I'm going to say that again at no point in time if you are not black in casual conversation as a thesis for your masters. When talking about your cousin, your best friend, or humming along to the latest rap song at no time, if you are not black, should you be using the N word period. Number one insult to me. Number one insult. It's that old adage, I can discipline my own children. If we use that word amongst ourselves, that's our prerogative. However, if some stranger walks up on the street and slaps your child, you're gonna have a problem with that. I have a problem with other races of any ethnic group, besides black, using that N word. It becomes a derogatory form of speech, because it is a derogatory label. They didn't use the word because it was something upbeat and positive. It's part of their labeling, part of their stereotypes. According to labels, I'm supposed to be slow, stupid, have a tell, uh, certain features, broad nose, broad lips, nappy hair, so on and so forth. All this labeling is something that was by America's design. Now there's a few labels that are true, I'm a mother. I'm a woman, absolutely, I am 100% female. I was born that way, I'm gonna die that way. I'm a woman, let me see what else. I'm black, I was born black, that's the name of the podcast, obviously. So I'm gonna die black, I'm not gonna try to change that, I have no reason to. Now I'm also a grandmother. It's a fact, can't be changed. My children have had children. It is a fact, not opinion. Now, see, the problem with labels generally they're not based on facts, they're based on prejudice, bigotry, opinion, how you feel about something, or how your neighbor feels about something, but rarely are they based on fact. So I detest labels. Because I play the guitar and the piano doesn't mean I'm a quote unquote musician. Because I read doesn't mean I'm a nerd. Because I love technology doesn't mean I'm a techie. Because I cook doesn't make me a chef and so on and so forth. All these labels are unnecessary to communicate as a civilized human being to me labels are something that are implemented by someone way less than civilized it's almost like caveman behavior you know i can just see this like primitive preandthal man you know with a with a bat you know a big huge bat you know on a proceeding prominent forehead you know going around hitting different people trying to separate them into groups. To me, that's what label is, labeling is. That's, that's what it is accomplishing. It's basically dictating to the world, to me at least, that your lack of intelligence finds it necessary to separate people into these groups Now, the name of the podcast is Born Black. And, you know, I think actually that's enough for labels. I could probably go on forever talking about that, and I don't want to. But I want to get into Uncle Tom. So amongst all these labels, they, they put us all in this one group of, quote, unquote, let's say we're in the little black label. And they think everyone in that black label is the same. You know, we all like the same food. We all agree with each other. We all have similar features, uh, you know, we have similar taste, we have similar mind frames. That's wrong. I don't know what age I was when I, I learned much to my disgust that it wasn't just people of other color that were kidnapping, killing, raping, dragging us across the world to be slaved. There was actually people of our own color that participated in that. Those are the people we label have labeled since I was young as Uncle Tom's. Today, they will call themselves survivors. And let me explain to you what that means. That means someone that is willing to do whatever it takes to protect themselves and their family, regardless of the morality of it, regardless of who it betrays, regardless of the fact that you are, in fact, hurting your own group of people, Uncle Tom's. They think they're being smart. So, they think by contributing to the abuse, that they're avoiding being abused. Now, to tell you honestly, throughout history, I've learned quite a few things about what we call Uncle Toms. They don't want to be black. Not really. Most of them are ashamed to be black or their blackness. They don't care about their people. To them, they are ashamed to be a part of their people under that label, black. And the most important aspect is that one Uncle Tom can do more damage than a thousand people of any other race. They're like a snake in the pit. They're like your best friend you take in your home who destroys everyone in your life because you thought they were a friend the government uses these uncle toms everywhere you see them they have on uniforms they're in courts they may have a, a i don't know a license for whatever it is they need to do the government promotes it yes go ahead we'll we'll give you power you know we'll give you that gun on your hip you know you can do whatever you want but what these uncle toms don't realize is that even though they may be trying to betray their own people, even unknowingly, America sees them still as one thing, Black. So we used to say, uh, or uh, my, my father actually used to say something about uh, how they were up in the house while the other slaves were working The fields and uh, the labeled Uncle Toms would help the people that were running the plantations uh, violate the female slaves and take their children based on how they look back into the house and raise them as their own and the Uncle Toms would participate in that of course. And I just want to throw that out there real quick, that to me, anyone who takes any one else's child... I mean, unless there is some drastic situation where that child's life is in imminent danger by abuse by its parent... Anyone who takes someone else's child is, to me, the largest criminal there is. There is no greater pain than someone messing with your child, period. And again, there's that X in the top right-hand corner. You don't have to agree. You don't have to listen, right? Uh, I'm assuming if you're listening, you're listening by choice. You know, I am a nobody, and this is my opinion, but these facts, these perceptions, these actions are what has led up to ultimately the end of my story, The government will set these Uncle Toms, or I, I, I prefer call them Negroes with an attitude, in close proximity of you, to make sure that a you stay within your labeled behavioral patterns, or b to make you feel like you have some type of community connection. They're black. I'm black. No. Absolutely not. There are people who are non-black that did not, do not contribute to the obscenity of the abuse to black people in this country. And I want to say that again. There are people of other races, non-blacks, who are not A part of this massive abuse that America has been committing to the black race. So, we're going to cover that a little bit later, but my point is this, just because you're black doesn't make you an angel, just because you're another race doesn't make you the Antichrist. There's good and bad in every race. I want to make sure that I'm saying that because I don't want to be misinterpreted as saying that everything black is all, all roses and, you know, lilies. No, that's not true. Not only do we have the Uncle Toms. Yeah, they are the worst of the worst. But we actually have people in the black race, just like any race, that are good, bad, evil, So on and so forth. The reason I named the podcast Born Black is because I was born black. And because of the way this country has treated me and my family and the total destruction that it has rained upon my life based on me being black. That does not mean. that everyone black is wonderful and beautiful. I mean, besides the Uncle Toms, who are at the top of my list for being uh, the worst of the worst, there are others who, through hundreds and hundreds of years of abuse, mind you, weren't able to take it. So they went off in these different paths, just like any other race, you know? I mean, somebody's beating you every day, what are you gonna do? You can stand up and fight them back? You can become angry. You can become violent. You can become any number of things. You could become just as bad as the person that was beating you. Absolutely. That's true. There is no perfection amongst mankind. Let me say that again. There is no perfection in mankind. Period. There is no one better than. There is no one smarter than. There is no one superior to any other race. There are just those that have been abused consistently, downtrodden, and victimized by others on a regular, continuous basis. And that's what we are talking about. Labels of any type are derogatory. I'm sorry. There's, there's times when I get tired of people telling me, oh, you're so-and-so's mom, and you're so-and-so's mom, and you're so-and-so's mom, and and such-and-such and such is mom. They address me as somebody's mom. I am an individual, and after a while, it becomes annoying. Not that I'm ashamed to be a mother, mind you. I love being a mother. But again, that label becomes tiresome. I work a lot, and I work hard. I work a lot, and I work hard. So I don't... You're a workaholic. Don't you ever stop. Don't you ever sit down. Don't No, I'm tired of hearing the labels. How about you accept people for who they are on the basis of your interaction just at that moment? Try try it that way and see how that works. No really, try try to be a little bit more um, civilized instead of presumptuous. Try to let that person in front of you that you're talking to, just present themselves as a living human being. No preconceived notions, no labels, no stereotypes. And maybe, just maybe, one person at a time we might be able to see a little progress maybe I look forward to speaking to you on our next podcast Uh, we're going to go into some more details about a few other topics and I think the most important one is that uh, what is America's definition of black Anyway, have a great day.